0: Good morning. I could not agree more. It was the first, uh, uh, maybe not the first blessing of this day, but a blessing to us to have that beautiful concert to start the morning off with. Here. Thank, sh- thank you, Sheila. So beautiful. Uh, Arnie's going to be singing for us today. Uh, Ron and Carl are in their usual spots. And we are so honored by your presence, so thankful uh, that you are here. And our, our parish's newest, newest newlyweds, Elizabeth and uh, William are right here. They just walked in. We're married just two weeks. I was going to mention something last week that you, know, you were here, but I, uh, but I forgot, but our newest newlyweds, we're so thankful that you're here. Anyway, we're honored by your presence, and uh, not only those who are here, uh, but also turn around and wave. There's lots of people on those cameras all across the country. Uh, right here in Freeland and Langley, but all across the country as well. We are so honored by the presence of those who are streaming in with us this morning. Uh, So we're, we're very thankful that it's the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. It's also the last Sunday in August, which is kind of a bummer, but it's good to be here together. The table is set. We will be sharing the bread and wine of Holy Communion this morning. So if it's comfortable for you, I would invite you to stand gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn is familiar. It kind of was one of those hymns that carried us through the online pandemic. This is the day. We'll be singing the bold parts. Carl will lead us in the lighter color parts, and we'll do the bold. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Be glad in it.
1: rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day
0: that the Lord has made. We continue with the responsive reading, uh, which will be projected for you as well. In theory there it is when the tomb looms large before our eyes we are children of the resurrection we are the painters of the rainbows we are the breakers of loaves and fishes We are the raisers of the dead. God is our refuge and our strength. Everyone welcome. Thanks be to God. We sing now our hymn of praise. Let there be peace on earth. and Let it begin with me.
1: was This moment and live each moment in peace, eternal. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me.
0: The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Be with us, Lord Jesus. Inspire our worship. Inspire our service. Help us to embrace our calling, to encourage each other, to raise up those who have fallen, to play our part in this good news movement. We pray in the name that is above all other names, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Mark's going to read for us at this time. Uh, This is our gospel text for today.
2: The reading is from Mark, chapter 6, verses 6b through 13. Then he went out among the villages teaching, He called the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you, and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Direct music that he had and he performed it for over four years in concerts all over the United States. And he still performs it today, some of these songs. Pressing on. Try to stop me, shake me up in my mind. Say, prove to me that He is Lord. Show me a sign. What kind of sign they need when it all comes from within? what's been lost has been found, what's to come has already been. I'm pressing. It's not an easy thing. I'd have given the devil rain. Cuz he sinned, I got no choice. Run in my vein, but I'm pressing on, on and on and on and on. Pressing
0: Thank you, Arnie. We are blessed by your pressing on. We're blessed by the fact that you sing for us. Appreciate it always. Arnie's going to sing again for us during communion. Another Bob Dylan piece. Bob Dylan won a Nobel Prize. uh, So thank you for that. Thank you all for being here, too, as well. Kathy Fanslow, good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back. Kathy's uh, living on the East Coast now but is joining us this morning. Always good to have these homecomings as people come back to see us again. We appreciate you being here. We never take it for granted that you show up. Pastor Dennis told me early on, he said, Jim, the first miracle every Sunday is that they show up. And uh, we do appreciate you being here because we need to be together. and We really do. And uh, we, we it wouldn't be the same if Carl and Ron and Sheila and Arnie were the only five here this morning. We would have been disappointed, so thank you. Carl is going to sing for us at the end of the sermon, so just stay right there in the spirit and let's move from God's word to being ministered to uh, by music. Now, that lesson that Mark read so beautifully for us from uh, the gospel uh, today, it's really just a fascinating story. I find it to be so fascinating. What Jesus does there pretty early on in his ministry is he sends out this rag-tag group of disciples. He sends them out two by two. And he sends them out without even so much as an overnight bag. Don't take two shirts, he says, and take no food and take no money and take no American Express card. I'm sending you out to cure the sick and cast out demons. Cure the sick and cast out demons and then report back to me. Now every Sunday when we end this service, I send you out, out of the sanctuary and out those doors, and I say, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. But how about this morning if I said to you, go and cure the sick and cast out demons? You go, something's wrong with Pastor Jim. (laughs) You see, every Sunday, as we look at a biblical text, we enter into a world that we know very little about, a world that would be mostly unrecognizable to us. Now, in my life, I have seen some amazing acts of kindness and compassion and hospitality and generosity and as a pastor I have laid hands on the sick I have guided the dying out of this world and carried my share of dead bodies but personally I have never cured the sick but what I have seen I have seen your prayers and I've seen your cards as they have mysteriously had the power to heal you see your prayers and your cards strengthen the spirits and strengthen the immune systems of the sick. And what happens? Miracles happen. Healings happen. Now, if we add to that the amazing advances of modern medicine, what we have seen in our community is many who were thought to be headed for death's door who have received tremendous healings. However, when it comes to casting out demons well I did watch the movie The Exorcist once and you know what it scared me enough to know that I didn't want to be one an exorcist that is and I didn't want to have one a demon that is now see if you can just kind of get your head around this Jesus sent out these inexperienced disciples. He told them to take nothing with them, and then he told them to cast out demons. Yes, the ancient biblical texts are not always understandable to us. But imagine, if you will, if I ask you all to write a letter this week. I ask you to write a letter to a peasant in the Galilee 2,000 years ago and I wanted you to explain our world to them. Our world, you know, microwaves, air travel, FaceTime, tweeting, texting, the Internet, the Kardashians. How could you possibly explain it to them? Mark Twain famously said, It's not the things that I do not understand in the Bible which trouble me, but the things that I do understand. So let's see what God has to say to us this morning. Now, there are two main points of the sermon that we're going to focus on. I'm going to give those to you. Repeat them back to me, if you will. The first, we are called. We are called. The second, God expects us to fail. God
3: expects
0: us to fail. Hmm. Now, the first is obvious but could easily be overlooked or we might assume that it really doesn't apply to us. The words of Jesus were directed at disciples 2,000 years ago, right? They were not spoken to us. But then again, we are the disciples of Jesus. Right now, here today. And here's the reality, my friends. There is no one else to do the work that we have been called to do. In your baptism you were called. You were blessed by God. You were set apart for service. You were blessed in order that you might be a blessing to others. And I got to tell you, when I scan my life and the, and the horizon out there and the parish, sometimes I'm not always sure what the point of this human experience is. I'm not always sure what God is doing. I'm not always sure why we're here. I'm not always sure what the purpose of life is. But this I believe, and I believe with all my heart. I believe that God has called us, each of us, and us together. God has called us to make a difference in the world. To care for creation, which was entrusted to us. To bless our families to bless our community and our larger community to do what we can each day. Now, I don't think you have to worry about God asking you to be an exorcist. I'm not sure that God is going to call you to that career change. But I do believe that God expects you to love and to serve, to support the local food banks, to provide firewood for those who are cold, and quilts, for those who need comfort. You see, we are the disciples of Jesus. We are the hands and the feet of Jesus in this world. We're called to forgive, to love, to touch the sick, to be a voice for the most vulnerable, and to model civility in public discourse and on Facebook. The task before us is huge. It might seem overwhelming. You might say, how can I bring healing to the world? How can I make a difference? After all, I'm kind of a mess myself. People of Trinity Lutheran Church, we are called. On our own, maybe we couldn't make much difference, but corporately, together, we can make a difference. Can a 1,000 people living on an island of privilege make a difference? Together we can. Back to our text. Jesus gathered the 12 and he sent them out. But you'll notice that he did not send them out alone. No, he sent them out in pairs. That's because in God's equation, no one should go alone. Take a buddy with you. Work together. We are stronger when we work together now it may seem that the odds are stacked against us as we look out at all the problems the world but I want you to consider for just a moment the challenges that were faced by the disciples after the resurrection who were they they were uneducated they were mostly fishermen from the Galilee they had no money they were not Roman citizens they could not vote most probably they could not read or right. They had not been to seminary. There was no larger church to support them. In fact, the religious people had no use for the teachings of Jesus. They had no car. They had no cell phone. They had no presence on social media. Any of us would say it was a long shot, right? And let's throw in, just for fun, that their leader, their rabbi Jesus, would be executed as a criminal, He would die at the hands of the world's superpower. A humiliating death on a cross. And at that moment when he died on that cross, there was hardly a single disciple left. A few women. A few women were faithful to the very end. What happened to the men? The men, they were hiding out, fearing for their lives, and denying that they even knew Jesus. You see, the movement, at that moment, had no movement. And it didn't stand a chance, did it? Or did it? What happened? Well, some 70 years after this event, there would be 10,000 Christians in the Roman Empire. And by the year 200, there would be more than 200,000 Christians. And by the year 300, there would be 6 million Christians dispersed in every corner of the Roman Empire. And you should know that these early Christians, they were pacifists. They took the words of Jesus literally. If you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. The early Christians took the words of Jesus to heart. So what did they do? They cared. They cared for the poor and the hungry. By the year 250, Christians were feeding over 1,500 people a day in the city of Rome. And the emperor Julian, not a Christian at all, was nonetheless impressed. He commented how the Christians took care of the poor and cared for the dying regardless of their religious beliefs or lack of belief. The task before the disciples seemed impossible. And yet the world was changed. Hospitals, nursing homes, universities, orphanages, all bearing the name of Jesus, the Son of God who came to Palestine to change the world. We are called. The mission is daunting for us, and it always has been daunting for the Christian church. It's always been daunting for the followers of Jesus, but we are not alone, and we are not helpless, and we will not lose hope. We are to be people of light in a world that is often dark. And if you scan the headlines this morning, the world seems awful dark, does it not? But you know what? We're not alone. We're not helpless. So we will not give up on peace and justice. We will not give up on our environment and caring for creation. We will not give up on our families, our spouses, or our neighbor. No, you don't need to perform exorcisms. Just wake up every day and love. Wake up every day and take every opportunity to spread goodness, to be patient and kind, to be generous and forgiving. And you know what? All of those things are 100% in your control. Wake up every morning knowing that God is with you one act of kindness at a time will indeed make a difference. We say that with God all things are possible. I believe that. But let me tell you something else. Nothing will get done if we sit on the sidelines. Christianity is a sport of participation, not watching. No spectators. Everyone takes part. Point one was we were called. Point two, do you remember? God expects us to fail. Now well, that's uplifting, Pastor. <laughs> I don't have to tell you, the world we live in can be harsh, unforgiving. And the road ahead for the disciples was difficult. You see, this movement of love started by Jesus would be hated by the powers of the world the disciples and all the followers of Jesus were going to be persecuted. Many would die horrible deaths. And for every success, there were a dozen or more failures. And Jesus, who would die as a criminal, he understood this. So even as he instructed his disciples to change the world, he encouraged them to have realistic expectations. What did he do? Jesus gave them permission. He gave them permission to fail. He told them to expect failure. You heard it. Mark read it. Jesus said, if any place will not welcome you, if they refuse to hear you, just get out of town. Shake the dust from your garment. Shake the dust from your feet. Leave it there. Don't take the baggage of rejection with you to the next city. No, travel light. Leave the hurtful words behind. Do not let a seeming defeat keep you from the larger mission. You see, Jesus knew that every human journey, yours and mine, is filled with setbacks, disappointments, failure even. Jesus knew that a message of love and hope and peace could at the same time lead you to prison or even a cross. Jesus understood the overwhelming task that was before his followers. When times are rough, don't give up on the mission and don't waste your time and your energy dwelling on less than successful results. No, we need to be like Martin Luther. We need to be like Martin Luther King, Jr., like Rosa Parks, Nelson Mandela. We need to just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, trusting God and following Jesus. Nine times. Nine times Moses came to the most powerful man in the world. Nine times he demanded that Pharaoh let the children of Israel go, and nine times Pharaoh sent Moses back to his people, empty-handed. And God told Moses, don't you worry about that old goat Pharaoh. You let me deal with his hard heart. Do not be discouraged, Moses. Shake the dust of rejection off your feet and just keep going, keep going, keep going. If you fail in love, or if you fail in life, If you fail in business or in fence mending, do not lose hope. Do not give up the fight. Simply shake the dust from your clothes and move on to the next town. Walt Disney. Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star. Why? It said in his exit he was fired because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Thomas Edison's teachers told him that he was too stupid to learn anything. He went on to hold more than 1,000 U.S. patents, invented the electric lamp, the phonograph, and the movie camera. And the children's author, known as Dr. Seuss, had his first book rejected by 27 publishers. He went on to sell more than 600 million books Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. And then, and then there was a story of a man who would never give up. He was born into poverty. He twice failed in business. He had a nervous breakdown, and he lost eight straight elections. And yet Abraham Lincoln is considered by many to be the greatest. American president. You see, successful people are often the ones who have failed the most. There's nothing wrong with getting knocked down. Just have faith, trust God, and get back up and get in the game. Yeah, the world is harsh and unforgiving. Jesus knew that, but he also knew that those who dwell on defeat or lose heart will also lose their ability to change the world. Jesus told his followers, and Jesus tells us, shake the dust of regret and failure and shame off your clothing and out of your minds. Because if we are to change the world, then we have to accept forgiveness for ourselves. Give ourselves a new beginning. We need to learn from our mistakes. We need to shake the dust of defeat and rejection from our clothing. Brush it off. Do not be defined or held back by your past. Do not live in a place where nothing ever changes. I can't tell you how many times I have sat with people in this parish, in their homes, or in my office, people who have been stuck. Stuck, unable to move, consumed with past regret dragged down by things that they did or did not do, and still hurt hearing the hurtful words of their father or their mother or the unkind words of their ex-spouse. Get unstuck. Brush it off. Do not live in the past. Do not think that you're the first person to fail, and don't for a minute think that you are a worse sinner than me or any of the rest of the people here this morning Jesus says expect failure learn from it and then let it go no God does not expect us to be perfect so what are we gonna do what can we do I want us to embrace this day I want us to embrace the gift of life I want us to live and love and laugh and serve Now, our efforts may be appreciated, and they may be rejected, but either way, we're just going to keep going, keep working, keep going for good. Yeah, we're called. But we're called to be faithful, not successful. We're called to work together, not alone. We're called to believe that with God, all things are possible. So may God give us that strength. May God give us the strength and the courage to get up when we are knocked down to hold on to hope and to believe even when there seems to be no reason to believe my friends don't sit on the sidelines don't sit on the sidelines clinging to the past follow Jesus today
1: You can spend your whole life building something from nothing. When storm can come and blow it all away, build it anyway. You can chase a dream that seems so out of reach, and you know it might not ever come your way dream it anyway Well, God is great but sometimes life ain't good and when I pray it doesn't always turn out like I think it should but I do it anyway I do it anyway This world's gone crazy and it's hard to believe That tomorrow will be better than today Believe it anyway You can love someone with all your heart For all the right reasons In a moment they can choose to walk away Love them anyway well, God is great, but sometimes life ain't good and When I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should But I do it anyway And tomorrow they'll forget you ever sang. Sing it anyway, yeah, sing it anyway. I sing, I dream, I. Build it, love him, do it anyway. Do it any way.
0: As we lift our hearts to God in prayer, thank you. Mark is going to lead us in the prayers. Each petition will end. God, in your mercy and our response, hear our prayer.
2: Passionate God, we gather before you to pray for the church, the world, and all in need. We pray for the church that it is a safe haven for all who seek your presence in community. Fill it with pastors, deacons, leaders, and members who echo your expansive and inclusive word of welcome. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray this for certain, that we might be partners with you in sustaining abundance for all, and that our short-term wants do not obscure the long-term vision of an enduring, productive, healthy ecosystem that will feed and support generations yet unborn. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those in leadership positions that the challenging decisions that arise are made with care and concern for all people, especially the poor and disenfranchised communities. May they proceed in the prophet Micah's word to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. God, in your mercy. We pray for teachers and all those in educational settings as they approach another year with as many questions as answers, that they might know safety, health, and support, and that students and parents might view new learning opportunities with curiosity, flexibility, and patience. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray for all those in times of trial, those who have lost loved ones or are ill, and all who struggle to carry on from day to day, that we might be assured of your love and mercy, and that supported by the grace of the community around us, we may find the courage to take that next step anyway. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, we place all of our prayers, spoken and unspoken trusting in the mercy of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. (laughs)
1: Thank you for
3: playing. I'll get you. That's right. No, this one
0: Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. Uh, After the service, we'd invite you to have some coffee and cookies together. You can uh, get those in the gym. There's also a coffee station that will lead you right outside to the courtyard. If you'd rather be outside, you can always get those treats. Go outside. There's some high-top tables out there. It's beautiful in that courtyard, so uh, please do share the journey. There might be some produce still left at the front door. There's been lots of produce coming in and going out this morning as people bring the bounty of creation here to share with their church family. Uh, speaking of church family, again, Kathy Fancelow, welcome. And if you want to talk to Kathy afterwards, she can tell you the importance of our online ministry because she's been with us through the entire pandemic from the East Coast, so we are <laughs> thankful for that as well. You saw the announcement, the m rants. we're gonna cancel that hoedown, so put your boots aside for next year. Uh, just uh, too many uncertainties right now, and uh, not a lot of participation by families with young children, and it tends to be a focus of that, uh, so uh, we're gonna put that off for now, but we will have Rally Day on uh, September 12th. That's uh, on two weeks off. It will make a difference for you, because the services are gonna move, Services will be at 8 in the morning and 10.30, with adult education and Sunday school for 9, 10 to 10.10. So show up for 10 o'clock, you'll be fine. You'll be here for 10.30, but that'll be two weeks. <laughs> we'll make sure you know more about that as we go along. Uh, last week, we were giving away lots of checks, if you were here last week, um, on the, the windows leading in the sun walk room, all those checks that we presented last week that went out from our church Uh, to help benevolent causes are are there, posted for you. And I said last week, we'll have a check this week for uh, ELCA disaster relief for wildfires. And here's the check. Boom, there it is right there. So uh, there it is. So we uh, we sent this check off this week. Uh, It's because of your generosity we can do this. You know, it's back to kind of can we do things alone? Not so much. Ten or five fifteen dollars each of us thrown in that ten or $15 to make much difference. We put it together it 's ten thousand, and then you put that together with a thousand churches, and there 's a lot of money heading to California to Oregon to Washington to help those who have been devastated by fire. So again, together we can make a big difference. Uh, we gave this, and I heard from our bishop right away, uh, who will be with us in October, but she thanked us for being uh, an example to the Senate of generosity. so thank you all. Uh, very much for that. All right. We are moving now. Uh, we'll be moving towards a celebration of Holy Communion. So a few things you need to know about Holy Communion. First of all, most importantly, you are all welcome. Today and always. It's not a Lutheran table. This is the Lord's table. There's only one host. It's not me. It's Jesus. So you are all invited to come this day and always. The ushers will help you to move to the center aisle. You'll come down the center aisle to our little Jordan River there, baptismal font. Hold out your hand, receive the host, the body of Christ. Go ahead and consume that wafer, and then move to the next station. All of the little glasses have grape juice in them, the body of Christ shed for you. So you go ahead and drink that, and then drop the empties in the baskets at each end. We also have gluten-free for those who would require gluten-free. If you're not comfortable receiving uh, the host, you're welcome to just cross your arms as you're at that station, receive the grape juice, and you'll receive fully. Jesus is present in the body and blood there together, so you are all invited. I'm going to invite you to stand now as we move towards communion. We gather now at a rather simple table, a table that welcomed our parents and our grandparents Immigrants and refugees, a table that across the world this day will uh, welcome uh, Christians of many denominations and many colors. As we do so, we remember an upper room on a Thursday night in Holy Week in Jerusalem. It was the night in which he was betrayed. And on that night, our Lord Jesus took the bread, lifted it to heaven, and gave thanks. And then he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. Once again, he gave thanks. And then he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as he taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. gifts of God for you the people of God all are welcome please come you may be seated
1: jesus took some friends aside then he told them he would have to go away as they sat around the table ready willing strong and able jesus broke the bread and then was heard to say come and dine at the table drink the wine at the table eat the bread at the table of the lord after all the friends had died lord jesus poured a cup of wine giving thanks he shared the peace and then well he said he'd have to die and when they asked him why jesus passed the cup and told them once again come and dine at the table drink the wine and table of the lord come and dine at the table drink the wine at the table eat the bread at the table
0: invite you to stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace now and always. Amen. And now fed and forgiven, go out those doors to make a difference in the world. Find your places of ministry and service and know that you don't go alone. We're going with you. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our sending Him goes back to point one of the sermon, We Are Called.
3: Thank mm-hmm. you.